WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door and you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Part-time employees of Berrien County who worked during the worst of the COVID pandemic will receive hazard pay following action today by the Berrien County Board of Commissioners. The commission previously agreed to pay $1,000 bonuses to full-time employees who worked in the pandemic. Commissioner Rayante Bell read the resolution today for the part-timers. It was determined that it is appropriate for some part-time or temporary employees that work during the pandemic and are still employed to receive a prorated hazard pay bonus of up to $500 based on hours worked. County Administrator Brian DeSette said part-timers who worked the maximum 1,000 hours will get $500, while those who worked less will receive less. Chair Mac Elliott said, does that put a lot of work into this? This wasn't pulled together in 30 minutes, and that also speaks to a level of attention to detail that's warranted under the circumstances. Commissioners in August authorized the process for full-time employees to get started, and today's action finalized it. The county's moving funds from various departments to soften the blow to the general fund for the hazard pay. In the end, the move will cost the general fund about $350,000. Another online-only Berrien County land auction has been held. Berrien County Commissioner Mamie Yarbrough said during today's board meeting most of the properties up for grabs were sold. There were 85 parcels, 63 were sold. There were two bidders that backed out of what they had bid and did not take them. So that on September 28th, there will be a sale again of the remaining properties. That September 28th sale will only be for the two properties with which the bidders reneged. They're in a Chickaming Township in Benton Harbor. Another land auction for the other properties that were up for grabs will be held October 28th. Yarborough noted the treasurer has been pleased with the third-party company that she's hired to handle the sale. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has taken the final steps to help a Royalton Township farmer preserve 74 acres of his property. The commission has set up a land preservation board laying the groundwork to seek funds from the Michigan Agriculture Preservation Fund Board. Farmer Ed Kretschmann thanked commissioners today for their efforts. That will allow me the opportunity to permanently preserve 74 acres of my farm. This will be the first farmland preserved in Berrien County under the state of Michigan's farmland preservation program. The state board has authorized $147,000 and another $102,000 for the effort. Kretschmann keeps the property. He said he hopes the move serves as a catalyst for other farmland to be preserved in the county. The owner of the last traditional retail store in the Orchards Mall is speaking out against ownership this week. Dr. Z's Mattress Center owner Norbert Zimfer says ownership has let the place deteriorate to the point of being unsafe with leaky roofs, mold, and a host of other issues. I have not spoken to any owner for uh, about a year and a half. I've sent them emails, I've sent them letters. We haven't had heat nor air conditioning in here for more than four years. So there are so many defects here. We have a leaking roof that doesn't get addressed. Uh, we have no mall security, we have no maintenance. The hallways are dark. Parking lot is not striped. You know, n nothing, is, nothing is right here. Zimfer says he's seen foreclosure notices posted on mall doors and has reported his safety concerns to Benton Township officials, but he's seen no action. He says he sees about two to three customers a week, and the neglect of current ownership has irreparable damage to the mall and his own business's reputation. Despite all this, Dr. Z's is open six days a week. You can read the full story at WSJM.com. 
What is Congressman Upton going to be doing during his final three months in office? He tells us he'll be working on follow-ups to his 21st century cures legislation. We're looking at additional resources for health research. Diana Deget, who was my partner when we did 21st century cures, which expedited the approvals of drugs and devices. We're looking for some positive, constructive changes there and looks to see that we may have some committee action a little bit later this month. Upton says three months isn't much time, but he's also working on securing appropriations for things needed in southwest Michigan. He tells us he's going to stay busy until the very end. Dredging is underway in the South Haven Harbor. City Manager Kate Hosier tells us King Company arrived this week as approved by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. They're pumping sand out of the harbor to the area south of the pier. To keep the federal navigation channel that they're obligated to maintain to a depth of, I think, 12 to 14 feet. Hosier says the dredging also replenishes the beach. I think this is incredibly important as we are a small recreational harbor and getting dredged is not very typical for uh, small harbors like South Haven, but we're very pleased to have been recognized in the federal budget. After a couple of years of beach erosion due to High Lake Michigan water levels, communities along the lakeshore are hoping to regain some ground. Hosier says that she believes the project will benefit the beach. She expects the sand to eventually be washed down the lakeshore. And the Michigan Maritime Museum in South Haven is planning a grand opening for the recently completed first phase of the Launching a Legacy Capital campaign. The museum's Claire Herhold tells us everyone's welcome to take advantage of all-day free admission September 30th. The public will be able to explore the new campus, including the new Maritime Heritage Center, which boasts 17,000 square feet of exhibit and programming space. Herhold says the museum's a new place. It is quite a different place. It's going to be uh, very noticeable if you've been to our campus before in order to, if you come and see it now. We have quite a few more exhibits. So we're really talking about quite a large museum campus instead of talking about an individual museum building. So we have our Van Ort boathouse on the campus, which is full of Coast Guard exhibits. But brand new this year in one of the old Jensen Fishery properties is our McClendon Small Craft Exhibit and Outboard Motor Exhibit. The centerpiece of the new facility is the inaugural exhibit, Full Steam ahead. Head, the Golden Age of Great Lakes Passenger Steamships. September 30th is a significant date as it's two years from the day the Maritime Museum closed on its purchase of the Jensen Fishery property, laying a foundation for the launching a legacy capital campaign. It eventually raised more than $8 million, and now phase one is complete. The grand opening will be all day and feature free ice cream. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Queen Elizabeth II has died. More from Michelle Franzen. Darkness has fallen over Buckingham Palace. Crowds are gathering to mourn the loss of Queen Elizabeth II. The palace in a statement says the 96-year-old died peacefully at her summer home in Balmoral, Scotland. The queen in recent months has canceled or curtailed events and obligations due to health. Royals contributor Victoria Murphy says this week she carried out one of her final duties, meeting with the new Prime Minister, Liz Truss. She got her wish, which was to fulfill her duty right until the end. Just two days ago, she was fulfilling one of her most important con- constitutional roles, bringing in a new prime minister. Her son Charles, now king, the palace issuing a statement saying he will be known as King Charles III. Tributes are pouring in from around the world. President Biden in a statement said in part the queen was, quote, a stateswoman of unmatched dignity who defined an era. He's ordered flags in the, here in the U.S. to half staff at the White House and public and military grounds and buildings in memory of the queen. I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Pope Francis told King Charles III in a telegram he's praying for eternal rest for Charles's late mother, Queen Elizabeth II. 
The pontiff says he was deeply saddened to learn of the Queen's death today at her Scotland estate, Balmoral Castle. He offered, quote, heartfelt condolences to your majesty, the members of the royal family, the people of the United Kingdom, and the Commonwealth. Reaction continues to pour in to the news of Queen Elizabeth's death. ABC News' Karen Travers has a statement from former President Obama. Former President Barack Obama said in a statement that he and former First Lady Michelle Obama were lucky enough to know Queen Elizabeth and, quote, she meant a great deal to us. Mr. Obama said they were struck by the Queen's warmth, the way she put people at ease, and how she brought her, quote, considerable humor and charm to moments of great pomp and circumstance. The former president went on to say he and Mrs. Obama are awed by the Queen's legacy of tireless, dignified public service. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. The U.S. House will mark the death of Queen Elizabeth when the chamber returns from August recess. ABC's M. Wynn has more. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's spokesman said next Tuesday the House will pass a bereavement resolution in honor of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. The announcement comes after Pelosi ordered the flags at the U.S. Capitol to be at half-staff and after she issued a statement calling the Queen a masterclass in grace, strength, power, and poise. Condolences for the royal family have been shared by both sides of the aisle in the wake of the Queen's passing. M1 ABC News, Washington. Some retailers are taking lobster off the menu after an assessment from an influential conservation group that the harvest of the seafood poses too much of a risk to rare whales that sh- and should be avoided. Seafood Watch, which rates the sustainability of different seafoods, said this week it's added the American and Canadian lobster fisheries to its red list of species to avoid. The organization said in a report the fishing industry is a danger to North Atlantic right whales. Thousands of companies follow the group's recommendations, and HelloFresh and Blue Apron are among those to say they are no longer selling lobster. Former President Donald Trump's ally Steve Bannon surrendered today to face charges in New York that accused him of duping donors to a border wall fundraising effort. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. We Build the Wall raised $15 million in part by promising 100% of donated funds would be used for a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. This was nothing more. And a ploy. New York Attorney General Letitia James said Steve Bannon secretly arranged to pay a $250,000 salary to the campaign's president, despite a pledge there would be not a penny of compensation. It is a crime to profit off the backs of donors by making false pretenses. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said hundreds of donors in this state were defrauded. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. The head of Ukraine's atomic energy operator is accusing Russia of trying to steal Europe's largest nuclear plant. The chief of the company, Petro Kotin, told the Associated Press Russia plans to do that by cutting the plant off from the Ukrainian electricity grid and leaving it on the brink of a radiation disaster. The plant's been without an outside source of electricity since Monday. It now receives power for its own safety systems from only one of its six reactors that's still working. Kotin says it's highly unusual and it's an unstable way of operating a nuclear plant. He said that method should not be used for more than two hours, but it's now been in effect for more than three days. And the extreme heat is still on in California, but ABC's Alex Stone in L.A. says there's about to be a dramatic change. Soon California could feel more like Florida than California with tropical weather. Today the worry here is exploding wildfires, and by Saturday it could be a worry over flash flooding. In a whiplash change, California has been baking for a week and a half, and soon the outer bands of a hurricane moving a Baja, California, will arrive. Highly unusual for California. The good news is that we'll finally push out the heat. The bad news, it could bring heavy flooding rains, causing potential flash flooding and burn areas. California needs rain, but when it comes in downpours, especially in fire areas, it can be dangerous here. 
WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.